0: I already fucked it up. What's happening, Meatheads? Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your boy, returning champ IFBB pro Matt battalion and today we're going to be talking about how you can burn fat while working full-time, all right? This one is not rocket science, but I'm going to explain it to you guys just in case you need the instruction, because a lot of the guys that I walk into nowadays, even when I catch them at the gym, which is good, because it's very rare that I see them at the gym, they go... I can't be as consistent because I'm really fucking busy. There's just no way I can squeeze in all the time in the world to, you know, account for my fitness goals, to make sure I go to the gym, to cook my meals, to so on and so forth. All right, so in today's episode, we're going to be breaking down some of the tips that I've used to help my clients lose 30, 40, even more than 50 pounds while they work full time. Okay, so this shit works. I've used it myself. Matter of fact, I used to work two full-time jobs while I was competing as a natural bodybuilder, winning nationals, okay, so this works, all right, if you struggle with time, if time is your biggest objection when it comes to committing to fitness, you say, I don't have the time to cook, I don't have the time to train, this is the episode for you, all right, so let's break it down, Um, and we're gonna, again, I'm not gonna hold any punches, we're gonna dive right on into this, so let's get it, all right, despite increased responsibilities as you age, you know, like, shit happens as you age, you got Whether it's a family, you got financial responsibilities like a house, whatever it is, you find yourself with more responsibilities, you often find yourself with less time. We can agree on that, right? You know, especially if you're a man or a woman in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, you probably got kids, right? And making progress, burning fat, transforming your body in that state or in that, you know, while you're living that life. Becomes a little bit more difficult as opposed to, let's say, compare yourself to when you were a teenager or a young adult or, you know, uh, late mid 20s, right? It's completely different. Or like when you were a student in college, university. It's a completely different lifestyle, and I I get it. All right. And maybe some of you guys listening are working a lot in in, uh, university, in college. You're working double jobs so you can pay off your tuition, things like that. All right. And this applies to you as well. It's not just for people that have families. All right. So I'm going to show you how to burn fat, how to continue to see progress in your fitness journey, regardless of how packed and how busy your schedule is. Okay, so the very first thing that I'm going to tell you, and this is one that I did this when I was working two jobs. Um, I don't really like it, because I love spending time, taking time and just, you know, doing more in the gym. But if you struggle with time, I want you to understand that you don't have to have a two-hour workout when you go to the gym you don't have you don't even need to make it one hour okay especially if you're somebody that hasn't been training like your entire life like you're not really that athletic you really just want to burn some fat you want to get rid of the love handles you want to get rid of you know the elbow fat or the fat that you've got anywhere in your body you just want to change your body you want to look better feel more confident you're not trying to step on stage and become a professional bodybuilder um, then you don't really need to train for an hour two hours every single time that you visit the gym Right. So the very first thing I'd recommend to you guys and girls that are very busy, that are working full time to feed your family, to feed, you know, yourself, to keep the roof over your head, pay your tuition, whatever it is that you're working so hard towards is to prioritize high intensity, short workouts. All right. High intensity, short workouts. All right. So I want you to opt for shorter, more intense workouts. Okay, so what does this look like? I'll give you an example. Okay, let's look at the treadmill versus something else which is what we're going to be talking about. Treadmill, let's say you're walking nice and slow, you're taking your time, and it's like a 15-minute walk. All right? 15-minute walk, we call that list, low intensity steady state cardio. You're still burning calories, you're still active, and it's more ener- it's more we'll say physical activity than you are used to doing or, or that more than you normally do anyway because if you were doing physical activity, you wouldn't be in the position that you're in. Um so you got that and then you got an intensive more of like an intense sort of version of cardio which is hit okay but you do hit for five minutes instead of doing lifts which would take 15 minutes on a, on a treadmill so what does this look like this looks like doing burpees at home You know, for five minutes, maybe you're going to do burpees for 30 seconds straight, and then you're going to take a breather for 15 seconds. Then get back into it 30 seconds, take another breather for 15 seconds. That's intense. But the total amount of time that you would spend doing those intervals would be about five minutes. And that would be equal to, if not more, in terms of intensity, more intense than the list that took 15 minutes. So long story short, what I'm saying is it doesn't more time spent doing physical activity doesn't necessarily correlate to more calories burned or more progress that you can make. So just because you can't put off one hour, two hours plus a day to go to the gym doesn't mean you cannot see progress. You can do shorter, more intense workouts instead of longer, less intense workouts. Does that make sense? Again, that's just for cardio. This applies also for weight training. You don't need to have five sets for every movement okay and you don't need to you don't again so let's say you're used to training five by five to build strength because you want to build strength and build muscle because you're new to the gym or you want to change your body all right especially you man you don't need to do five by five on everything all right you can probably just get away with two sets of all the workouts that you want to do but keep the reps over 15 or 12 okay and that's going to get you in and out the gym this is something that i used to do when i was like in a time crunch and in between jobs So I'd finish the first job, I'd go to the gym, I'd literally work out, like, every single second was intentional, all right? I was grinding everything out, 30 to 45 minutes tops, I didn't really do more than two to three sets, but my reps were sky high, right? Because I just didn't have the time to, you know, add more things into my workouts, all right? I I didn't have the time to add more movements into my workouts, I didn't have the time to, to just take breaks in between plenty of sets, I only had time to take breaks in between a few sets. So essentially what I'm telling you here is you want to make do with what you've got. It doesn't have to be perfect, okay? It does not have to be perfect, all right? That's the first thing. Make your workout shorter and more intense if you have no time. And this applies in the gym and at home, all right? So the next thing I want to talk about, guys, is I want you to incorporate a physical, some sort of like a physical activity into your daily routine, okay? So this, guys, this could look like uh, if you have an Apple Watch, if you've got a smartphone, of course you do, which is why you're watching this, probably where you're watching or listening to this, I want you to track your steps. Try to get at least 10,000 steps every day. If that's too much, then try for 5,000 and then slowly work up. And if two, if 10,000 is too easy, then slowly work up to 20,000 and don't put the limit on anything. And this can be in conjunction with you having, we'll say, short, intense workouts at the gym. Right, so you go to the gym three days a week. You're doing your thirty to forty-five minutes. You're getting it done, you know, high intensity. And throughout the, the week, seven days a week, if you are working an active job, you try your best to hit the ten thousand uh ten thousand steps every single day. And outside of that, if you aren't working a job that's too like labor intensive, and you work in an office per se, try to hit five thousand steps on the shift. All right. And that's just like, it's one thing that you can do to incorporate, you know, burning more calories, more physical activity throughout your day. And trust me, it does add up, especially if you do it every day and you have this, like you play like a little game with yourself and see how much more you can do every single day. All right. So look for opportunities to stay a little bit more active throughout the day. Take short walks, use the stairs instead of elevators or engage in quick, you know, bodyweight exercises during, you know, lunch breaks. And that's honestly if you're cuckoo. I personally don't even, and I'm a pro bodybuilder. If I was, if I were in your position, I wouldn't want to be doing sit-ups and push-ups on my lunch break, but it is something that you could do. Some people like to do that and I'm just throwing it out there. Again, the whole point is just to incorporate more physical activity. I think this works best with commercial breaks at home. If you like to do sit-ups or push-ups, you know, leg raises while there are commercial breaks at home, suit yourself, all right? That's another way to incorporate a little bit more physical activity in your day-to-day routine. All right. So number three, the third thing we're going to be talking about today is I want you guys to plan an efficient workout. Okay. Focus on compound exercises that work muscle groups simultaneously. So you don't want to be spending too much time doing too many things. If you have no time, you want to be bunching up as much stuff as you possibly can together. And when I say bunching up as much stuff, I'm talking about like So let's say you want to uh, train your chest, and somebody told you, like on Instagram, that you got to do pec deck flies, uh, you got to do, you know, dumbbell press, you got to do bench press, incline and flat, and now you got like all these chest movements, all right? What I want you to do is, again, I want you to be efficient. Pick the workout that you feel targets the chest the most and stick to it. You don't have to add all these other chest movements, you know, to hit your chest. You don't have to. Right, it would be more ideal. You could fatigue the muscle more, you could technically reap more benefit. Right, but if you have no time, it's better to do that than to skip the gym. Do you agree? Yes or no? Just nod your head silently if you do. And I know you are because I'm fucking right. It's better to go to the gym than to not, unless you're injured. All right, so plan efficient workouts. All right, focus on compound movements. So instead of doing like 10 different machines to hit your back, do deadlifts if you can right or just do one machine or two machines that you really really feel you know like that your favorite back machine to hit back or two of them do that instead of like five or ten or however many you would normally do in the span of one to two hours okay so reduce the amount of workouts that you're doing the amount of equipment that you're using um the setup time so again if you love compounds, stick to like only one compound on the day that you go because you're going to be loading plates, taking off plates, and believe it or not, that adds up in time. So be aware of that. Machines are a little bit more convenient, especially if you are on a time pinch. Okay, doing this can maximize the efficiency and effectiveness of all of your workouts in a shorter time so if you apply this saying i have no time to go to the gym or i have very little time to go to the gym is literally just a fucking excuse and it it doesn't matter because if you apply these three things that i mentioned so far you will already be in the clear to continue making progress while working full-time okay so the next thing that we want to talk about here is let's talk about priorities here let's think of the priorities that you've got in your life all right You've got your doctor. Hopefully, you're going to the doctor. You've got your dentist. And I, I hope to God you're going to your dentist. Or you got whatever it is. You got priorities. You got your birthday. Well, you, this one you don't really have to schedule, but it's, you know, because it's your birthday. But you got priorities, right? You got things to do. And priorities are things that are important to you, right? And so, what do we do with things that are important to us? Or at least, what do I hope that you guys do with things that are important to you? I hope you schedule them. All right. If something is important to you, if it's if even if it's at work, right? So if something's important at work, what what happens? You schedule a meeting, or they schedule a meeting, and you attend this meeting. You make time in your schedule to attend this meeting. I mean, whether or not you're on the clock, it doesn't matter. The point is, important things get scheduled, okay? And your health is fucking important, so you better schedule it. I want you to treat your workouts like you treat appointments, the doctor's appointment, the dentist appointment, whatever it is. All right you are a priority and if you don't believe that well then it's why you're fat if you if you don't believe that you're a priority it's why you neglect yourself and i'm not making the rules just look in the mirror how do you feel about yourself well that's the feeling of neglect if you if you don't feel good right and why do you neglect yourself it's just because you're not a priority not because you hate yourself but you just don't think it's worth it like it's there are other things more important all right so i want you to just sit down with yourself be a little bit honest and look at your schedule, say, where can I prioritize myself, all right? Treat your exercise sessions as non-negotiable appointments for self-improvement, the same way you would with a therapist, doctor, dentist, babysitter, right? These are non-negotiable. Schedule them in and make sure that they're locked in in advance, preferably if they're locked in a routine where you don't have to always schedule it on a weekly basis, but if your life is hectic and things are moving and you know, pieces and parts are moving, left, right, everywhere, then still make the effort every single week to prioritize scheduling your workouts like they are appointments. And guys, you don't have to go like super crazy. You really don't. You can get away with three days a week, honestly. Three, four days a week, you can lose more weight than you fucking know in three to four days a week of going to the gym. You don't have to train six days a week to see progress. You need to understand that. Okay, because I know that's one misconception that I see a lot of people, you know, live with. They're like, yeah, I could train less, or I could train for a shorter period of time whenever I visit the gym, but I just won't get enough progress. I won't make any progress at all, and that's completely bullshit. And to prove that, you if you really, really want to to take my word for it, you can go on my Instagram page, Matt Butale, M-A-T-T space B-U-T-A-L-E, and look at some of the testimonials look at some of the clients that i've worked with that have lost 30 40 50 60 pounds that were able to apply what i just told you all right so it's it's real you can progress you can change your physique matter of fact you can even compete while doing it i wouldn't recommend it if you want to compete because you got to have that extra time if you want to be that much better than your competition but if we are talking about just burning fat and building muscle it's a done deal all right and when i talk about scheduling workouts Um, again, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. I also want you to schedule times to go to the grocery store and pick up some healthy food, all right? You got to really treat your priorities or yourself like a priority and give yourself the opportunity to schedule appointments to prioritize yourself. Fair enough? All right, so let's talk about something else here. I want you to take this in and really apply this if you are a family person, all right? A lot of the people that work, uh we'll say full-time jobs have families right most of the people that work full-time jobs do have families and if work isn't the excuse if you know whatever it is isn't the excuse not having time for because of whatever reason then kids are usually the excuse i've got to go you know pick up my kids from here or you know i've got to watch the kids i got to do especially the women out here right I want you to understand that it is perfectly okay for you to include your family in physical activities. If your kids are old enough, take them to the gym with you, you know, and if they're not old enough, do something at home. If you have the means for it, create a home gym. That just like, that solves all the problems. Do you know what I'm saying? It does. It really does. Because now you don't have to spend time traveling to and from the gym. You don't really have to worry about any home responsibilities because you're still home while you're working out. Like, take it in. It's a benefit. It's a plus, not a negative. So make exercise a family affair. Go for family walks, family bike rides, play uh, active games, or, like, involve your family in home workouts. It is very simple to do. And it's very beautiful to you. Honestly, I think it's a really important thing when a family learns how to prioritize like themselves, at least their health altogether, right? Like think of it, if you guys all eat healthy food, you guys all exercise, you guys all take care of your mental health, like who wouldn't want to be a part of a family like that where everyone is taught how to develop themselves? You're only creating better people by doing that if you are a parent, okay? So make exercise a family affair, eating healthy a family affair, go on family bike rides, create new traditions, because, again, I'm aware that not everybody starts off, you know, with healthy parents or active parents. So if you notice that you're an, you're not so active as a parent and you want to change that, just this, the same way you want to change your body, okay, understand that it's okay to imprint that on your children as well. Just think of it. If you feed your kids junk food all the time and you let them be lazy, play video games, and they get overweight, and then now they leave your house after they're 18, 20, whatever it is. Now, they're a fat sack of shit with, like, low confidence. Whose fault is that, really? Right? And then you're going to look at the other kid, who is a fucking Chad, looks amazing, got decent mental health, a decent body, whatever it is, has confidence, because they learned how to prioritize themselves either by watching their parents prioritize themselves or doing it on their own. Regardless, you want to be the person that isn't a victim of their uh, surroundings. You want to be a product of your surroundings and if you have kids you want to make sure I hope you want to make sure that you're putting them in the best possible position not just academically not just monetarily but mentally and physically because that's those are two domains that I know a lot of parents lack all right they they lack on the health of their kids and I'm gonna this might ruffle some feathers especially if you're a parent if you're if your child is overweight if your child is overweight obese and you know what they are right you can see you are practicing child abuse and that's a fact because that kid doesn't fucking know any better who's bringing home the food who's feeding this kid if your if your kid is fat if your kid is overweight if your kid is that like, just doesn't exercise that's your fault and as a parent it's also your responsibility so fix it right but you're not going to fix it by making them do shit. you're going to fix it by doing shit yourself because they Follow your example. They follow your lead, which is how they got fat in the first place. Because you're fucking fat. Let's be honest here. All right. So let's make exercise, eating healthy, creating new healthy uh, family traditions a a, a a a normal thing. All right. Let's make it a new normal. Because that's also going to help you shave off, worrying or shave off the extra time that you otherwise would be putting into something else. Um, And putting it back into your family, and on top of that, this would also be enabling you to continue training, continue burning fat, building muscle, and seeing progress in your fat loss journey, while also working full time and having a family. It's only like there are only pluses to this; there are no negatives. All right, and this ties into what I want to talk about next. And this also does include your kids. If you have kids, if you don't, this still, you know, you can apply this to yourself and maybe look at your younger self. All right, meal prep, meal prep and planning. Okay, so again, just like your workouts, you want to make meal prep, grocery shopping for healthy food, a non-negotiable appointment that you schedule with yourself and that you don't miss. Okay, plan your meals and snacks in advance to avoid relying on unhealthy You know inconvenient or convenient options that are essentially inconvenient in the long term because I mean you're really fucking up your health you're getting fat you're ruining your self-confidence and even worse if you're a parent because you're teaching your kids how to do that and then they're likely gonna teach their kids how to do that and you're really just ruining generations of people because you're fucking lazy or because you do not prioritize yourself enough to take care of what needs to be taken care of and remember if you're a parent you lead by example so if your child is unhealthy Eight times out of ten, nine times out of 10, unless there's some genetic disparity that that just is what it is, it's your fucking fault. And it's also your responsibility. Okay? And if this hurts, good. But it's not too late. As long as you're willing to change, change will happen. So that's, again, you can breathe. You can just take a breather here. You're not gonna die, right? Shit will work as long as you do. All right? So plan your meals, snacks, all the healthy shit in advance minimize or minimize the amount of bullshit that you've got in your pantry because your kids will eat it. All right? I'm not saying never give them treats. Like don't be a fucking prude. I personally, you know, I love snacks. You'll see me eating junk food every now and again, but is that all I eat? Fuck no. All right? Teach them how to enjoy junk food. Teach them how to mindfully indulge, but also prioritize and predominantly, you know, consume healthy meals okay i'm not saying balance you know you can say balance whatever it is i'm personally saying just healthy living because there's no healthy person on the planet that locks themselves into one way of doing things and you know restricts themselves like that becomes ocd that becomes an eating disorder and you don't want to teach your kids and yourself how to have an eating disorder so how do we combat that well it's very simple eat clean 80 to 90 percent of the time 10 to 20% of the time, have a family movie night or go out for pizza or whatever it is that you like to do 10 to 20% of the time. But again, do not live so robotic and make sure that the priority here is less about making it easy and more about making it a routine and more about making it realistic and more about making it sustainable. Like you could do this for the rest of your life, you know, prepare batches of meals, healthy meals um, throughout the day or whenever you do have the most time to make it easier to stick to a nutritious diet, all right? And if your kids are old enough, teach them how to cook it so that, let's say, you're running low on meal prep, you just give them a call and say, hey, take the chicken out the freezer or, you know, ground turkey or ground beef or whatever it is. Or better yet, show them how to cook these healthy meals. Fuck, cook them together. Create a new family bonding experience that everyone can join in on that encourages and promotes health and prioritizing your health as well as mental health. You know, you can do mental health exercises. That's a little bit of a reach with parents that come from third world countries. But if you understand, you know, in your parent, you're listening to this and you understand how things work or you have like a very, very brief understanding of psychology and how the things that you do and say affect your children, then I think it's worth looking into. Again, I'm not a therapist, so you're looking at the wrong guy. But again, where you improve your health, where you improve your mind, where you improve your diet. On the other side you get a better person right that's for yourself and for your kids alright so do these things that I'm talking about because not only will they help you have a better quality life they will also bring your family closer allow you to stay on this planet just a little bit longer and give you a real sense of fulfillment and confidence because you are taking care of yourself you are actually prioritizing yourself instead of every other thing in your life cool Awesome. All right, so another thing that I want you guys to do here is to avoid mindless eating. So we just sort of talked about nutrition here. I want you to choose foods that you know, not are just healthy, because there's, like, nobody wants to be forced to eat, you know, foods they don't want to eat. Like, if it's disgusting to you, I personally don't want you to eat it, even if it's healthy. Okay? And the reason why is because if you force yourself to eat healthy foods that you don't like... It's over time, you're going to have a negative connotation that will continue to grow. Telling yourself, oh, healthy foods are disgusting. He's like, shit, I don't want to fucking eat it. And like, honestly, fair enough. Like, I'm with you. I agree with you. If there's if there are foods that you don't like, don't fucking eat them. Choose, like, be smart, okay? Pick the foods that you know you like that are healthy and stick to them. You don't have to try this new kale because it's a fucking superfood. Like, opt for nutrient-dense foods that provide you know, sustained energy that include, you know, tasteful things that you like. Like, again, you can season foods that you like that are healthy with seasonings that you like that are healthy. It's very simple. It is very simple. You don't have to have all your meals bland. Season them the way you want to. Make them enjoyable. Okay, And that will also help you to uh, enjoy or to avoid, avoid eating mindlessly and to enjoy the foods that are healthy that you've seasoned to enjoy. All right, and This is something that I always tell to my clients. Make sure your food fucking tastes good. Otherwise, you're not going to want to eat it and you're going to cheat. You're going to start mindlessly eating a bunch of bullshit because you don't like what you eat. And I understand it. And if you understand it like, to a basic degree, human psychology, then you understand it. Like, nobody can force themselves to do something they don't want to do for longer than they don't want to do it. You're going to crash. You're going to give in, and you're going to fold, and you're going to fail. All right? So make sure that you enjoy the process. Be mindful of your eating habits, and avoid eating in front of the TV and computer if you know that that makes you want to eat bullshit. Because, let's be honest here, how many times have you been eating, even if it wasn't, like, an unhealthy meal, and you see, like, a pizza ad? Or a beer ad or some other junk food and then all of a sudden you just get the idea you know what I got a sweet tooth right now you know what I want a burrito I want this I want that I want chips like and it just sort of comes into your head as you're eating or while you're watching something that shows you food advertisements so again if you struggle with that and like you have almost no um, impulse control then just again while you're eating or just generally throughout the day stay away from the TV the computer all right, and keep that phone on your desk or in your pocket, because if you spend more time just doom scrolling, you're likely going to see some pretty greasy ass food, savory or sweet, whatever you want to call it. And that could, you know, flip the switch for you to get that craving and then make it a little bit more difficult for you to stick to eating healthy. All right, so another tip, guys, I want you to just take this in. And again, this isn't really time related. The food stuff that we're talking about isn't really time related, but I want you to understand this tip. Okay. This one right here is probably what you are doing right now without even knowing it. And this is what this is what sets a really big difference between the people that do change and the people that don't change. The people that allow time to be the excuse and the people that don't. All right. And this is getting support. If you struggle to organize yourself and put yourself in a position where you can implement the things that I'm talking about, if you struggle with that, then you need to get support. I urge you to either get an accountability buddy, whether it's your husband or wife, or if you realize that you can't really find that support within your immediate circle, within your immediate family, outsource it. Look for a coach, okay? Look for somebody that does this already and does it successfully and does it successfully for other people and allow them to show you, to teach you, instruct you on how you can still go to the gym, Burn as much fat as you possibly could ever want to, change your physique, improve your confidence, whatever it is that you want to achieve with the fitness. Look at someone that's done it, like for themselves and for other people. Ask them how they did it and get support. Okay, it's very very important, especially if you want to be serious about training, if uh, transforming your body, especially while you struggle working full time. It's very very important that you share your health and fitness goals with people, a support system, family, friends, someone that's doing it themselves, that can help you stay motivated and accountable. Because let's be honest, guys, anything that you do on your own, even if it's enjoyable, gets boring over time. And if you have a community, if you have somebody or some people there that can uh, g- support you and like they genuinely care and they want you to succeed in whatever goal it is, it's, I personally would always recommend that you find and or stick with that person or those people Because they're gonna make the journey a little bit easier for you and when you want to fall off when you want to slack off you're gonna remember that you got people rooting for you and watching for you and making sure that you're making the progress that you want to make alright so guys that's it that's all remember the small consistent changes add up over time having shorter workouts that are more intense is better than not having workouts at all All alright it's important to set realistic goals and be flexible and Adapt to whatever changes happen in your life so that you can reduce the amount of times you say, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to eat clean, cook, grocery shop, X, Y, Z. All right. And again, guys, I'll say it again. I already said it. If you really need the help and if you are like struggling to make sure you have a schedule, a fitness schedule, a grocery schedule, whatever it is that you need to sort of prepare schedule wise to see progress in your fitness journey because you work so hard or you just don't have the fucking time reach out and ask for help all right make sense cool that's it that's all if you like this episode share it out with a friend again don't forget to share this out like this podcast or leave a review if you did enjoy it wouldn't be able to do this without you guys if you were not listening i don't know who would be hope i was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today i really hope i did because this one is 30 minutes, and if you stay here for 30 minutes, you're a trooper, and I appreciate you, all right? Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. IFBB Pro Matt signing out. Boom. Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, Information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason. Take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level. Heads up, it's not safe for work and it can get explicit. Viewers discretion is advised, but I promise you will still laugh, learn, and get value. Also, if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the Natural Nomad Academy and join the meathead community, feel free to DM me and I'll see if you'll be a good fit. Let's embrace your inner meathead. All right. It's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. Natural Nomad Academy head coach and natural IFBB pro Matt Butale signing out.